All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 170. That's 170, mm-hmm. kids. I'm teaching you something. It's a lot. We're starting. Divide, We're moving. Divide that in two, and it is 85. It's true. <laughs> I don't get that. Nailed it. Good for you, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, Bag Milk, Rick, and Waz sitting in today. Dan is in Halifax. You don't know? Dan's from Halifax. Yes, Dan is from Halifax. He was a bouncer in Halifax, and he has seen a Mooseheads game before. He also does not like Brad Marchand, who scored last night. Yep. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But first, we're starting off with the Oodle Noodle Delicious Debate, as we do every week. Mr. Uremchuk, what do you got for us? What is the biggest concern with the Oilers right now? Depth scoring. I'm in first. You all suck. I win. Gotta respect it. So... Last night, two goals in the power play. Leon Dreisaitl, we're talking against the loss against Boston. Yep. Third line, all kinds of chances. Warren Fogle had six shots on net. McLeod was buzzing a little bit. Cannot get anything to go in. There's only two guys on that line. Perhaps they need a third player. We'll talk about Zach Cassian disappearing in a sec. I don't understand that dude. And I don't remember. I wish I could remember who brought up Mac T's quote about Dustin Penner when he signed that contract extension or I guess that would have been an offer sheet back then, back in the day. But it reminds me of that, but we'll get to it. My biggest problem with the Oilers right now is the lack of depth scoring. And that goes even to top six guys too. Nuge, I'll just start off by saying it. You need to score, pal. Two goals on the year, plenty of assists, but buddy, you need to fire him. I know you're winning me the shot props. Did it again last night. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for padding my bankroll. But we need to get some of those going in the net. Kaylor Yamamoto did not even have a shot on net last night. Four straight games now. You didn't play really? very much though yesterday. Four uh, straight games, Tyler? He had like seven minutes through the first two periods. I, there was a ton of but, guys who but, didn't yet seen in the, th- in the second period. Is weird. Tyler Yamamoto has not had a shot since December 1st against Pittsburgh. That's what bad. What day is today? The 10th? He, <laughs> is the Seattle, 10th, that's what, L- three games, four games? Seattle, LA, Minnesota, Boston. This guy... I mean, I don't. He had 17 shifts last game. That's that's enough to make an impact. And also last night, yeah, 12:09 is what he played last night. He's playing with either Nuge or Drysaitel. Agreed. Like, man, he's not a top six winger anymore, right? Like, we're not past right now. we're past the point of that. We have to be because you cannot play four shit or four games in a row with either Nugent Hopkins or Drysaitel and not have a shot, one shot. So that's the second line that there's an issue. <laughs> It's the third line continues fourth line non-event. Yeah. But even they didn't barely play last night. Yeah. They kill penalties. They do. They do that fine. Like I but get, I'm just talking about like, you need a guy on some of those lines to pop a goal in. I now. get it with your, with your depth scoring, but I think their biggest issue right now is five on five play period. They can't score. They have troubles keeping out of their net. Um, and it's all four lines. If they get one depth goal, they at least get a point from Seattle. They, Probably get a point from LA because if it's tied, McDavid maybe doesn't board them, right? That yeah. goes a different way. So you at least get a point against Seattle. You probably get a point against LA and you probably get a point against Boston. Mm-hmm. If you get one depth goal in those games, we're not even talking about a four game losing streak here. Yeah. One even depth if, goal. That's all you need. Or it could be like period, though. the Calgary loser point. Even that would be nice. It could be anybody yeah. scoring that goal, though. Anybody. Like it could be top six. It could be anybody on the but 12, the point is 18, the top, there's 18 guys out there that can score. Yeah. One of them needs to find. I, I'm with you on that. But like, if you're looking at Connor and Leon, they're getting their points. Yep. They need, they need help. And this is like an evergreen post that we've talked about on this podcast a million times at this point. But like it falls off a cliff after those two dudes. Well, and I'm like, sorry, I was gonna like, Hyman's good. Hyman's producing the way we would. Jesse is too looking at it. But again, I'm looking at Nuge. He is third in team scoring because he's piling up assists. Only two goals. That's a guy that needs to score. Tyson Berry, he's not scoring. Darnell Nurse isn't scoring. Zach Cassian, non-event. Warren Fogle, not scoring. Yamo, same, and on and on and on. Nobody is. Was? I was going to say, that feels like the depth was actually, like, you know, relevant at the beginning of the season. We actually saw it scoring a little bit. Warren Fogle, for example, Zach Cassian. Now it's just, it kind of just disappeared. Like, on paper, it feels like we have depth, but right now it's just not performing. That's I think how I feel. The, I think those guys are more prone to have st- streakiness and they're all like slumping at the same time, which yeah. is really bump. Really the snake bump bite down. is alive and real dude. Like Fogel was everywhere last night. He had six shots on net last um, night. He was driving the net. He's banging the crease. He was flying out there, but it's like, he's buy one. He's never going to score again. It looks like, you know what I mean? It's just like, like, we've said he's about working. 37 players over the last six years. I know. I know. It's just such a bummer because the skills there, the hustles there, the works there. He needs some confidence. There's a look at this lineup. There's a lot of, no I like, confidence. I like that pairing though with uh Fogel and McLeod. I think the they're I think they're looking really good. Yeah. Honestly, if you take the roster the way it is right now, I take 44 out. And I I know you're probably playing them a little bit higher, but I'm putting Benson there. He's he done doesn't every- do anything either. Okay, I get it, but he's done everything he's wanted to do in terms of blue collarness, right? Earn your spot, whatever. Um but I think he has more offense out of anybody not playing in that top six and not playing on that line. 
Yeah, I, I agree that if you're going to make a change there and you're going to put Cassian on the fourth line, it makes more sense to put Benson up there than Shore. Because Shore and doesn't that's, do and that's pr- And that's all I was going. And that's yeah. where I was going. With that, that. And that's fair. Because, like, yeah, Cassian doesn't deserve that spot right now. He doesn't. Definitely not. If it's fun. like almost like I would rather have, and this isn't a good option. I'm just saying I would rather almost have Colton Sevier in his spot because at least he's fucking moving his feet. Yeah. See, and and that's guys, not a good and option. Those, and those guys, I don't want to take them out of their weight class. So that's kind of where I just throw Benson and say, listen, you've done everything we've wanted you so far. You have the offense. Let's see what you can do here. Um, and that may actually be his final straw or, or, or whatever. Well, funny enough, uh, Zach Cassian's last goal was October 22nd. So that would have been against Anaheim. I think it was Anaheim or Vegas. Yeah. That's when he had three points, right? Yeah. 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 Um, October but, but he's been, dis- he's disappeared yeah. from there. So it's like talking about Cassie and it reminds me, like I said, off the jump of when Dustin Penner signed the offer sheet and Mac T said, we thought it was a starting point, but he looked at it as a finish line. I don't know that that's the case with with Cassian, but he is not playing like a three point million dollar. Just for the record, now. for Penner, he was still really good. He still got us. He was 25, 27, 28 <laughs> I'm goals. just talking like, about the quote. I get it. That's fine. I'm talking about the quote. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the problem with Cassian for me, like if he had gone goalless from, like that's why you know I I'm probably being a little bit hard on Fogel should be more forgiving because he's getting chances and he's moving his feet. It right? just feels like something's coming. Yep. Yeah. But it's not. But Go with ahead. Cassian. Like he's not doing the effort shit. There was twice last game where I found myself being like hustle out of the zone. Like the Oilers were waiting yeah. to go back in and he's like half assing it to the blue line. And it's like, get out of the fucking zone, man. There's twice he's in on the four check and he can hit. Now he pokes, tries to poke it. Yep. Fuck loose, man. You get paid three point, whatever million dollars to create be in the, the bottom six. You need to create energy. You need to create scoring chances. He created one scoring chance last game, I think. And I don't remember a hit he laid the, the, I guess it turned out to be the game winner. Cassian's lack of a back check on that play drove me crazy. It was unbelievable that he was coasting in and the, the dude that eventually passed up to the defenseman, whatever the, that guy's name isn't real, by the way, like <laughs> Grizzlick. Um, it's Polish by the way. Is it? Yeah, it's Polish last name. <laughs> it's not real. Um, his cousin. It just, it, it, he was so frustrating. It's like yep. his quote unquote, give a shit meter. was just broken. Yeah. It's not, it's not there. Maybe we need to go. I've said this joke before, but maybe we need to book a cameo and tell him that he needs to get going. You know? Hey, Cast Oilers Nation Radio here, man. Been pretty shitty lately, my guy. We need you to just crank up the effort a little. It's <laughs> just like, dude, when you're on your game, you make a difference. Yeah. You're not going to be probably worth 3.2. And I you don't, don't have to do the offensive things. Like, yeah, just go out there, bang bodies. Exactly. And show that energy. That's all. And That's what it is. Right? It's effort. It was the same thing I'd always get on Jujar Kara for when he was here, right? They'd be like, man, when that guy moves, moved his feet, he'd lay a couple big hits, the ice would open up, and he'd get scoring chances. And we'd always get those five-game Kara heaters that were like, holy shit, guy. he has like four goals in five games. It's nuts. <laughs> and the same thing with Cassian. If he skates hard, he lays a couple of hits, he pisses off a couple guys on the other team, he just he comes alive, and, and the scoring chances come with it. Yeah, he's going hard to the net. Exactly. But all it, all it is off the bat is just skate man just skate and hit because that was also another thing that annoys me is that last year again in the playoffs people like oh well there's no crowd so Cassian didn't have the crowd to get him fired up well now now there's a crowd now what's the excuse I don't know I don't know what was the delicious debate question like what's the biggest problem what's the biggest concern with you so I said depth scoring that led us into five ten minutes here what 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 else you guys got five on five play starting games on time Yes, bad See, starts, brutal. But the last two starts have actually been good. No, yeah, yes, I don't you, mind last night's. The I weird like part about last night is against the Bruins, of course. 
Yeah. They played well enough to win. Yep. Start mm-hmm. was not bad, but they found a new and creative way to give up the first goal last night. The shorty. Tyson Berry hit the old reset mm. button on his computer and he just kind of, and then controller disconnected on yeah. that one. Basically. Yeah. He just tried to backhand and just didn't get all of it. And I think at that point you do have to turn around and, and, and hustle back. Uh, I know you can just, t- you can just face them and try and play goalie at that point and just try to block the pass, but uh, you got to give the other team credit on that one. They got, they, yeah. it was a great play on their part and you got to get the puck deep, man. That's all it is. Gotta. Get it off. It the was just line. a bad play. So, yeah. but that's like been the, a part of the, that's the, that's the, that's the power play right now. They're coughing it up everywhere. Everybody on that, on that line is coughing it up right now. And that was the frustrating part about like, everybody said it right. The game, the Oilers played well enough to win yesterday. Start yeah. was fine. They were firing shots, shoot first mentality for the first time in a bit. I love all that. They could not execute. They could not get a goal. And then the mistakes they made ended up in the back of the net. Even against Minnesota, like off the bat, they came out ready to play. I thought, and then they take a penalty and then Miko doesn't hug his post and somehow gets beat on that. And you're down one, nothing. And it's just like, man, if you would have started the games against LA and Seattle, the way you started against Minnesota, Boston, you're probably two and two. We wouldn't be talking about a four game losing streak. Just keep playing everybody the way you played Boston at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum. That's gotta be your bad game. But now the issue is like, even if you play as good as you did against Boston, there's no guarantees against Carolina and Toronto. Those two of the best teams. I was saying this to Waz before we started recording is that it's one thing to struggle and kind of have to weave your way through the schedule and work it out. It's another when you're struggling and you come up against a murderer's row of games. You know what though? Good. This is adversity. This team needs 100%. it. Let's, let's go. You know, you've, you've, you got away at W's when you weren't playing properly. You've taken a couple L's when you've been playing better. No one's going to make it easier for you. You got to get through that wall yourself. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Like it's everybody knows exactly what's going on. Nothing's happening right now in terms of bringing somebody else in. Look around in the dressing room. Everyone look at each other. Go out there and win the fucking game. I agree. Period. I don't know. No, 100%. If you want to beat the best or be the best, you have to beat the best, right, Tyler? Yeah, absolutely. And my biggest concern, I'm just going to echo what, what you guys said. I think you nailed it. Depth scoring at five on five is the problem. They got two goals from the power play last game. Mm-hmm. All they needed was one from the bottom six or one at five on five. And they're bringing that game to OT middle six, bottom it. six. Who cares? Whoever. If they got another one, they're probably up three twos. Just, yeah. They're someone, probably up three, two before that. Greg's goes, goes in. Yeah. We just need someone not named McDavid or Drysdale to score essentially right now, which is, could be said and dude, in 2021. Hyman, Hyman's, yeah. Hyman's fucking feeling it right now too. We Hyman, had a couple of tips that couldn't go in. Oh. Yes. has got to get that shot yeah. a little bit better. Yes, he did too. Got some chances last night. That, that backhand play. tip from CC on the blue line. Come on. That was, Sick. That was a hell of a play. Two posts but in the first, what, five, 10 minutes? The chance for Hyman. When he chokes up. When he chokes up. Oh, yeah. man. But, but I'm also, I, I watch that and I'm just like, how are you standing? Like, have you never been a net front presence before? He was like, his spine was aligned with the post. And then, like, that wasn't, he didn't put himself in a position to no, score. No. Like, what were you doing, man? All you had to do was be a little, like, pinball, <laughs> pinball thing where you just ding. Tip it in. It's like, how would yeah, he found himself in a weird spot at that point? He really did. Cause he had to choke up on it and try to go like a backwards kind of thing where if that's a lefty, just it's that's in. in the net. Yeah. And yet that other one was so easy and it's between his legs and it's behind his back. And it's like a little tip and just missed the post. Yep. Depth scoring. We need it, but they're close. They're close. That's why I'm not, I know a lot of people are freaking out about last night's the four, the four game losing streak. I hate that the game in a vacuum by itself. And you're going gonna to lose. Sometimes the other team gets played to play I'm, too, I'm right? Gonna, I'm going to bring it up. The amount of times I saw hashtag fire tip it though. It was oh, like, oh, we'll it's, get there, a, it's a headache. We'll, oh, don't it's, worry. We're uh, going to get there. 
I just think that sometimes that's the way she goes. Yeah. And last night was one of those games. But, it sucks that it's at the, at the f- a four in a row. Yes. But the game in a vacuum was a fine. The funny thing is, look at last night's game. A lot of Oilers fans were just rattled. I was way more upset about the games against Seattle and Los LA. Angeles mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. last night or against Minnesota. Way more. And I just find it kind of funny. So there's your delicious debate. What's the problem? There's a list. Some of it can be corrected. Some of it we need a little luck. That's it. That's all. That's sports, baby. That's sports. You got another issue that we missed, something that you're thinking. If you're going to say tip it, we're going to get there. Don't worry about it. Hit us up. ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want to know. I want to know. I think, Tyler, you made a good point a couple podcasts ago or on the pregame show. You were saying that it's it was good that the Oilers went on that early streak. That way they can bank points for situations like this. It's like. Yeah. We all knew this was yeah. going to happen. These types of things happen Definitely. to every team. Well, I mean, a four-game losing streak. That might be stretching it. Yeah. But losing streaks happen. Yeah, Lose, definitely. You know, yeah. it's how long does this go? If they can stop it tomorrow against Carolina, then all of a sudden the bandwagon, you watch it fill back <laughs> right up again. Yeah. We'll see. But but what happens if it doesn't stop? When do you when do you start thinking, okay, we need to make major change? Five, six, seven? Okay, let's talk about it. Since we're going to skip you this, this before too. I'm going to move this up in my list here. Copy, Waz paste, brought it up. Paste, and there you go. There we go. Let's talk about it. Waz brought up the hashtag fire tip it. Tyler asked the question. Rick and I are the old boys here, so I'm just going to sit and listen while you guys talk about it. I've seen the Oilers fire so many coaches, and if you don't adjust the roster... It's the coaches not aren't going play- to the matter. coaches don't have skates. The coaches aren't the ones not banging bodies like Cassie and the coaches aren't the ones out there doing what I- it's not on the coaches. Talk to the guys with skates on their feet. It's not on the coaches. Yes, I but- understand they're a big part of it, but Sure. Yeah. And listen, I I'm actually I'm not a Dave Tippett hater at all. Mm-hmm. I think we sat through a lot of years of having dog shit special teams <laughs> and the Oilers have been probably the best special teams group in the league for the last two or three Who seasons. Who leads the special sure. teams in terms of coaches? I don't know. I don't know. Is that Glenn Gullitson? Yeah, I saw Gullitson skating with Connor yesterday. Yeah, they I think Gullitson handles the power. Play. Which is weird, though, because he's like the defensive guy. He looks mm-hmm. like an extra He'll on play Dick Tracy, and I like it. Oh, my bad. Um, so, like, I like I like Dave Tippett. I think he has some flaws, but I also think every coach has flaws. You're never going to find a coach whose fan base is 100% in love with him. That shit just doesn't happen. Jets fans want to fire him. Vancouver with Bruce Boudreau right now. Maybe yeah. John Cooper. You, fuck no, man. Lightning oh, fans a couple years ago before they won the rings, Lightning fans hated Cooper. Oh, they they, they got swept in the first round. By the Blue yeah. Jackets. Yep, they were like, he can't coach. He, he's in over his head. He just has a talented roster. Same shit we see here with Dave Tippett, right? And I just think if it gets, if the losing streak were to hypothetically get to seven games, like if they don't beat Carolina and Toronto. Six at home. Yeah. That's tough. You need to make a change at that point. And even if it's not what it is, but so let's walk that through. Let's say your worst case scenario comes through. They, they get. Oh, and six swept on the homestand. Yep. The first change that always comes is a trade, not a firing of coach. Is what's, it? But what's like, honestly, I don't, I don't know what you can do at this point. I think it's, it's one of two things. Either. It's one of two things. It's either a coach or, or, or a trade. Um, I just I don't see don't, the coach as an option. And, but I don't see the trade as being an, I don't see how you can improve this team with a trade right now. I like, I think you could, like unless you, you're going like that deadline move and you're moving it up right now. Yeah. Like, like if you're, you're giving up picks and stuff, giving up a first or you're giving up a high end prospect and you're trying to improve the team right now, you can, but it takes two to tango. What team is sitting around right now and going, yeah, we'll, we'll give you an impact player. 
They're just, I don't think they're out there right now. And if they are, you're paying a premium because you're two months ahead of the trade deadline. But there's got to be other teams that are in the same situation as us right now. Like, I mean, Boston started off slow, right? They're starting yeah. to get to it right now. So the Leafs as well. They started off slow and look at them now. Like you look at a team though, like Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa, they're already done essentially. Buffalo. But Ottawa's I think all their trading, I think all their good pieces they're holding on to until the deadline. To see Buffalo what they can get I don't for think has so you're going to have to pay a lot. I just think if you, if you go into it and say, we're going to make a trade to spice this up, that's how you end up doing Spooner for Strom and you end up I doing just think that, like, for Manning. The, I don't disagree with you. I just think the order of events always seems to be that way. Generally speaking, unless you got a, a season like Vancouver where the, 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 everything was on fire from the get go. I just don't, I don't see Dave Tippett being fired, especially with this GM in. This isn't Ken yeah, Holland yeah. moves at a glacial pace. Sometimes I just don't see him firing his coach. This is like the first quote unquote set of issues they've had that like at least this year. Right. So yeah, I do see the trade being the first move, but I, I do say I, Tippett is not exactly on thick ice. Um, I think he deserves it comes a little down bit. to the, it comes down to the playoffs. He so. deserves a little bit of criticism for sure. Yep. But the, the, do we need to fire him or does he need to retool his system a bit? But like, like Tippett's not sitting in the yeah, dressing room going, Hey guys, at the drop of the puck, eh, like, take it easy. So like the coaches aren't the ones yeah. out there telling them not to do the things they're doing or whatever I'm trying to say. Um, it's, the player, dude, it's the guys in the skates. Yeah, but it, but if it, if it might spark the team and they've lost seven in a row, and at that point you're sitting there going, shit, they're fighting for a playoff spot now, then I think you do need to, to look at doing that just for the well, sake of yeah. waking up the team a little bit. We've seen it work in the past. And you're, and you're fully on board with just bringing up Woodcroft. I'd bring up Woodcroft, yeah. But do you think that's likely? No, it's probably Babcock. That's what I said. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you were saying that before we started recording. I said, listen, if it's Ken Holland and he's firing a coach, chances are he's probably not going to give it this roster that has expectations to a first-time head coach. I'm going to know that probably should happen. I'm going to ask the dumb question. What was the majority of um, of his issues again? He was just a dick, right? Like there was no, you didn't cross any lines in terms of the Chicago situation. Like he was just an asshole, right? Yeah, pretty much. Everyone just got sick of his bullshit. I don't want him here. No, there's no chance. If they fire Tiffin and bring him back, I'll be fuming. But like, don't you see that as one of the most likely scenarios if that actually happens? Because that's what I do. I, I look at it as that scenario potentially happening because the NHL likes to recycle the same fucking 10 yeah, people over and over true. again. I think the Woodcroft would be the first move, but I can see, I, I'm not saying the Babcock was, would not be a, a, a an option. I'd love to see him hire Rick Tockett. I'd like to see him bring up Jay Woodcroft. Yeah. John Tortorella. No. <laughs> see, that's Torts. another name that you like, you know, it's <laughs> out the there. Thing. Can you imagine if Torts like a month and a half after telling St. Conrad <laughs> Davis to change his game gets hired to be the coach of the Oilers? I would love for him to be the voice. That'd be a tire fire. Because I guarantee you in fucking in, in pressers, he'd be losing his mind over some of this stuff. Especially I would, the officials. Some Torts v. Gregor sound clips if oh. they're on a losing streak. Oh my. Sign me up for that. Oh, that'd be the best. I just, I don't... I don't think a coaching change is the answer right now. I just think it has to be on your radar if you're Ken Holland. And if this team keeps slipping, if they only win one of their next five, or if the losing streak gets to seven, then like you need to do something eventually. I think you just make that that quote unquote deadline trade a little bit earlier. You bring in the Yaro spot check came in here in like December back in 06, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Samsonov, I think was closer to the deadline. Um, Tarnstrom was in like January. Yeah. Dickie Tarnstrom. The only uh, issue is like, what are they trading? Like they don't have cap space. They don't have a ton of Zach's Well, there, yeah. Zach's got to go. 
Cassian's got to go then, yeah. Then you're gonna it's gonna cost you maybe a higher draft pick in maybe order to make the, the biggest move. trading piece they have is Yamamoto, but even then and it's that's like, nothing off the dollars. Yeah. So you're trading Cassian in the first for like the best thing it can get you. Raquel? No, because Anaheim, <laughs> Anaheim's too good. Anna, is Anaheim not fucking ahead of them right now? I don't, yes. uh, what's Ricard's situ- what's his uh, situation out there, though? His contracts? Uh, isn't he a UFA at the end of the season? I think so. Uh, so does and he, he might resign. Does he want to stay yeah. there? That's the question. I think he might. Aren't and you like, his agent by now? Shouldn't you know yeah, this? Yeah, I feel yep. like you should know. But Anaheim is too good right now. They're not trading pieces. Yeah. So, like, the team... You might be... Okay, first of all, Anaheim does, knows they're not winning the Stanley Cup, right? I wouldn't tell that to Anaheim. Anaheim they're probably trying to make knows the playoffs. that's fine. And I get that. But they, if they have the, if they feel they can't sign Raquel, then he's going to be available. They don't have a GM. I think they might just ride out the season. Yeah, they, they got some momentum right now. As well. um, but you still can't just let them go like that. Can you? I mean, I think you could risk you it. Kind of can. Like the obviously they, they have a feeling, like, they have a feeling of what he's going to, if he's going to sign or not. Right. They've talked yeah. to him. They have a feeling. But it's also, do you trust Ken Holland to make the, the right Oof, move? To, yeah. You know, it's, I do. <laughs> I really? do. I don't, yeah. I, in terms of his, 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 his moves, his player moves, I don't think he's like terrible. Maybe, he's not 100%. Maybe his in season moves. But his, his off-season I think some of his best ones are the ones he didn't make. Yeah. Like he didn't jump on any one of these free agent goalies in the last couple of years. Yes, I know. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. What's his face in, in Carolina? I get that. Everybody gave up on him. Um, but he didn't go out and get Grubauer. He didn't overpay on anybody, right? I mean, he wanted Markstrom. Markstrom he just didn't want to come here. Yeah, and that's fair. But he offered. He didn't, but he didn't over. He didn't overturn or overpay. And I think at the end of the day, that's actually a positive for us. I just I look at Ken Holland and some of the moves like. Some of them for sure, but I don't think I still an overall an overall grade for me is still is still a passing grade. Yeah, he still gets a passing grade, but it's barely for me. Just looking back on some of this stuff, like the tourist signing was not good. Derek Ryan hasn't been as good as advertised. Fogel for Bear doesn't look good at all. Um, the Keith deal doesn't look good at all. You but, know, uh, but going into Barry like deal the, doesn't look good. The the Fogel the Fogel acquisition. Mike everybody Green. is pumping the tires of the kid. Yeah. Derek Ryan, they went in, they said, hey, listen, yeah. this is a guy who, sh- who should be able to fit in and, and will be a whatever. So, I mean, there are a lot of people wrong on those, right? So I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say I can't hang those on him too much. The Keith one will always be skeptical. He's getting a passing grade with, with CC right now. Yes. Yeah, Although that's a, the good. four years still blows, blows my, my mind, mind, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's not 100%, but not to the point where I'd be, I, I want to, take the gun out of his hands. It's just maybe cause I'm down in the dumps right now, but I just, I'm not very confident in his ability to go make a season saving move. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I just don't have a lot of confidence. And in this he's group not right going to be making a move for Carey price or Florida well, or anything. I don't want yeah, Carey like, Jesus. I don't want either one of those the amount guys. Of people have been suggesting this on social media. It's like, please stop. Like if we're getting a goaltender, maybe get Anton Kudobin. Fuck that. no, I'm not touching but, Anton Hudobin. But yeah, the, Hudobin is like Corpusalo. He's yeah. not better than anything we have right now. I also don't think the goaltending has been the problem. No, I don't touch the goaltending. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> there have been times, of course, where Costco lets in one that he shouldn't, or, you know, look at Skinner's work last night. He was getting lit up in the comment section in the wrap up a little bit, really? but like, I just say the first that? goal breakaway against one of the best scorers over the last decade. Can't blame a goalie. Best on player, one of the best players in the league. Exactly. Second goal. Oilers failed to clear on the power play. Jake DeBrusque missed call behind the net. Yeah. Yamamoto's tripped. That was an awful long call. Tripped like his left skate goes on the stick and nobody says a fucking thing about it. 
then the third goal, you're basically screened by it. You couldn't see everyone. a goddamn yeah, thing yeah. in that. The third yeah. goal, you're screened by everybody. You can't, you yeah. can't put them on any one of those goals. So I don't necessarily know nope. that the goaltending is as much of a priority as I uh, maybe thought it was. Oh. The goal scoring is a problem. And 100%. they just need again. people to get going again. And I don't know, like, does firing Dave Tippett boost that? I don't think so. No. Maybe it gets some guys playing a little bit better, but but even then, like fucking Raquel's not going anywhere. And I'm just so sad about that. Can we talk about no, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, but like Jeff Merrick had a piece about some potential, you know, trade targets around the league and all of that. And you look through there and you're like, God, there's not really like a great fit for the Oilers. Like, you know, maybe Jake DeBrusque would would help. But well, like I, I said it on last week's podcast, I don't necessarily know that the Oilers want to take on a reclamation project for a kid in his hometown. That's not a it's slam dunk like, at It's all. like not a recipe for success. It just doesn't work all that often. Not he would, here. He would anyway. love to play here. I bet he would. Oh, 100%. I bet he would. Would you flip him for Barry right now? Barry? Yeah. Yeah, because you're getting out of that contract. Yeah. And you don't need Barry. You can do anything else on the right side. Yeah, you just got to go figure out what you're going to do with the last third spot now. Yeah. We're going to like... Talking about Barry, tomorrow's going to be a long day if you're an anti-Barry guy because the Oilers have Carolina in town. Obviously, Ethan Bear's coming back. Uh, it's going to be a long day for the anti-Barry people. They're going to be loud. They're going to be yeah. annoying. Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to understand it, but it's not going to change the trade. The, the one name Merrick wrote about this one, Brendan Gallagher. That'd be exciting. There's a hometown yeah. guy that I yeah. think could work here. So the money, however, is you? problematic. Six, five. Yes. Yeah, six, Oof. five for like six more, five more years. Yeah. But oh, Merrick nice. said Gallagher is mused openly about not being interested in sticking around for a rebuild heart and soul That's player. Good. Great underlying numbers would be tough to part with, but teams dream about having this player in the mix. What are you giving up? Two firsts and Cassian. They have to take him. Like, well, they have to take Cassian and Koskinen to make the money work this year. But then who's playing in net? No, I, I, I'm not throwing Koskinen. But if they Gallagher's not worth two firsts. But Gallagher, he'll probably get it though. Is two firsts plus Cassian. I think you're paying. You're, you're yeah. I think. It. But is Yamamoto? Oh, I think you can. Yeah, I think you can fucking figure it out after that. You're down to what? Three, sorry, what was he? Six five. Two, six, two five. firsts. So you still got to find another three. Two million. firsts yeah. and Barry. Yep, that'd be right nice. now. That'd be nice. What if it's two first Barry and Lavoie? Can you imagine oh, the Oilers trade wow. Tyson Barry in the first two months of his new contract? <laughs> oh my God. The fucking vocal minority that's already hating him in that deal. Uh, well, maybe about 50. You got to give the guy credit if he, if he realized he, did, he made a mistake and fucking moved on from it, didn't he? I, 100%. But it would just, man, the narratives following that trade would be hilarious. Some people just two like to first, be negative all the time. Two first Tyson Berry and Dylan Holloway no. for Gallagher and Sherrod. Oh, then that's a different thing. I would hate to give up Holloway. Yeah, giving up. I but the problem is I we don't it. know what he is. We know what Brendan Gallagher is. You try, and, you try and get Gallagher without having to throw him in there. Two firsts, Cassian for Gallagher. I think that's an overpayment straight up. You think but it's I, an overpayment for, for Brendan the, Gallagher? For the Oilers? I think so. Yeah. No. But I think, but that's, I don't not think taking it, that's not, that. that's not taking into account the contract. I don't think Montreal does it either. I just don't think Montreal will be like, Oh, thanks for a busted Cassian. Here's one of our best. Friends. I don't, yeah. I don't think they want the like you said, type of player. Like you said, hallway. We don't really know what we have with him right now. He could be a stud. Yeah. He I'm not be, moving. Like, I don't think I'm moving Holloway yet. I'm trying to get Gallagher again, out of there without you, that. So you check, check down on Montreal's roster and you see how much uh, Tyler Toffoli costs you two Ooh. more years at 4.25 Barry for Toffoli straight up now. See, Toffoli would be a guy that could right add now. some scoring. 
Yeah. Right now. Also, there's a, there's a small. Him. I would do it right now. Small him. group out there that's really wanting to rush Dylan Holloway back in the lineup, even though he's not. I don't think you rush him no. back, but I think you get ready to give him a look because you need scoring. around April, maybe March. He gets a look right, right after the Olympics. Yeah, right after yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, but he's not going to get slotted in immediately. Like, no, no, no. no. You got to go get him. Game like, time. See that wrist to make yeah. sure. Barry for Petrie, who says no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out there now. I don't even know. Yeah, but dude, but a, Gall- is, a Gallagher type player would be phenomenal. He's exactly in the top what six. this team needs. Yeah. Oh. He is so annoying. So annoying. Every time the Oilers play against the Canadians, which last year obviously there was a lot of it. Yeah, Gallagher is so fucking annoying, and like he does it with the smirk on his face, yeah. and yep. he's the kind of guy too. Like he could get high sticked in the eye, the thing could be out of his socket, and he'll finish a check, and then yes. be like, oh shit, I should probably go off the ice. That is the kind <laughs> of player with skill. The Oilers need. I would like to Foley too, but the two years left on the deal. That reminds me. me a little bit of uh, Zach Hyman, Gallagher. Just, a, just a little. Can bit. you imagine Not a the top same, six uh, yeah, where not you're the just same sandpaper? But yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. the a top six where you're either rolling out Hyman or Gallagher every second shift. Like, that's fuck. There you that's go. Sick. That's the kind of player they need. All right. Like, so we're decided here, right? So we've decided we're going to trade for so Brendan Gallagher. Who, who, who do we got to email for this? I'll find uh yeah, I think it's uh Ken at edmontonoilers.com. All right. Probably oh, is something yeah, like that. Honestly. You know what I mean? Probably <laughs> no, Kay Ken, Holland. Ken at OEG. It's like oh, Ken yeah, dot, it's definitely OEG. Yeah. Ken dot e, uh Ken dot H at edmontonoilers.com. <laughs> or it's like the U Alberta ones where it's like the first three letters of his last name. So <laughs> yeah. it's like Ken oh, okay. H O L at the Oilers.ca. <laughs> or it's well, just it's, old Dutch at edmontonoilers.com. I say we just do the old school thing, go buy uh, a billboard. Maybe park it over by uh, yeah, sure. uh, Kingsway. We should rent a billboard, and mm-hmm. every week I get to pick a new trade proposal. That I like that. I'm in. But getting back to it, Brendan Gallagher is the kind of player they don't have on the roster. There's not very we, many in the people, league. No. no, there's just not. They also lack a little bit of physicality, a little toughness, like uh, I think Chalmers mentioned on Real Life. But Yeah, they've been on that for a while. I think some some of them can handle it. But none of them like to initiate it. And one that's kind of what you want out of 44, yeah. who's not doing it. That's one thing that does annoy me is that I don't think the Oilers have the, at times, the all for one mentality, where if something happens to one person, everybody's yeah. in the pile. I think back, Rick, to when we went to Winnipeg for the Heritage Classic. What Jay Downton oh. could not get in the cab with us because for some reason, van cabs only allow four people. No, they take the back seat out. Doesn't make sense. No. Jay said, you guys take the cab. I'll walk back to the hotel. Nuh-uh. What do we do? No, that's not how we roll. We got out of the fucking cab. We, we all got out of the cab and we all walked together. We're all together or not. That's it. I think the others need a little bit more of that mentality. Some of them need to get locked out of a cab. It seems <laughs> that's just my thought. I don't know. Get, don't bu- know. get buzzed into the Seven Eleven with the worst pizza in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Speaking of pizza, shout out to DoorDash. <laughs> Ding dong. Lazy, hungry. Mm. That's a perfect combination. Order DoorDash and tying it back to the delicious debate. Use the promo code OODLE2021 on your order of $30 or more and you'll get yourself a little discount. That is like free noodles almost. DoorDash. Get yourself something to eat. It's Friday. You can't cook. Don't pretend like you can. If you're listening to this, I've got a pretty good idea that you're not allowed to cook. You'll light things on fire. That's what your smoke alarm is. That's what mine is. It's the bag milk is cooking alarm. Right? Good. We've covered... The delicious debate. We've covered fire tippet. We've covered the losing streak. We've covered the depth scoring concerns. What else is going on? Well, Chris Russell, a guy who tough as nails. First of all, the silver shin pads 
Perfect. But he got loved it the best. Loved it. I when I saw that post go up, I was howling laughing because it's just so funny and it's so perfect. And it's gonna annoy so many people. Oh man. But what a record to hold for the guy. Most block shots in NHL history. Forget about it. I don't want that record. That's a teammate, man. Now, Chris Russell left the game last night in the second period, only played seven minutes and change. Took a hit, kind of he did a little spinner, took a hit from behind, I guess. Well, not I guess. Took a hit from behind. It was basically the exact same hit that Connor got kicked out for, but that's just hmm. a different story. Consistency, hey refs. And then gave it also the non-call on Hyman in terrible. That Awful. Was, fuck, he drilled him right in the numbers. Then go to the Calgary game and Lucic just <laughs> murdered yeah, a Sharks he just player. Straight up killed the guy. Like so, there have been four just in Alberta, four real bad hits from behind. In yeah. the last three games or whatever, and the only one that's been called at all. <laughs> Never mind, like minor penalties are warning. The only one, McDavid got a major. And Hyman last night, we end up with the power play. Yeah, that was fucked. I that saw was people, so weird. People were tweeting me, being like, Tippett needs to give a shit about the officiating. It was terrible again last yeah, night. I'm like, yeah, man, it was terrible sides, one yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Like the play where Nima Lining gets or sh- gets shoved and then whacks the guy with his <laughs> stick. And it's just, everything was like, what the fuck are we watching? I do it, like that toughness of that kid. Though. I do. I, I like him a lot. Nima Linen adds a different flavor to the defense that the Oilers don't have. He is throwing his body around. Like it's the only thing that matters to him, yeah. but he's I got, like it. He's got a skill for it. So it's not like he's like hunts mm. for it. It just kind of like naturally happens. And he, he, he's been doing it his whole life. Right. So he just finds these hits and he's really, really good at it. I, I dream of the Oilers making a big move at the deadline and in the playoffs, we're sitting here going, God, remember when Marcus Niemelainen had to play because our blue line was so banged up and it's such a strength in like three months that we forget Niemelainen exists. No offense to him, he's playing fine, but I just really don't want that Why can't you just say, I wish he elevates himself to another level and you're like, remember when he just came up here and now where he is at? Oh my God. Well, it is interesting that, I mean, I get the depth chart and where he slots yeah. and blah, 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 mm-hmm. but that Broberg got sent down ahead of him. Well, Broberg is what, 20 and, and Nima Linen is what, 23, I think? 23, 24. Yeah, yeah. Bro, uh, Nima draft plus five, I think, right now. He was, uh, he's same age as Pugliarvi, I think. Yeah. Same so, draft yeah. year. Yeah, so Nima Linen is more ready for his NHL, you know, uh, start than, say, Broberg. I think if he gets, well, when he gets sent back, I bet Jay Woodcroft is going to tell him to try and make quicker decisions and kind of work on that in his outlet I passes. I don't know if he does get sent back. Broberg? No, Niemelainen. I think Niemelainen. Like when I Keith is back might, yeah. and then Cuckoo comes back, he's going to I sure. think I could honestly see them getting rid of Cuckoo or Russell um, and keeping Niemelainen. I like Niemelainen that much. I do. Really? Yeah. I haven't like I haven't been as enamored with him as other people, mm-hmm. but there's he's been fine. But you don't it. find any negatives in him. Like sorry, not, oh, no, there's sure. definitely negatives. There's negatives, but you don't find any like any plays where you're like, oh, that was terrible. Oh, that was terrible. You know where we did that with Russell? We do that cuckoo. You know, there's just he hasn't really had that yet. So he's kind of like finding his place. He's he's finding his game. He's not costing you anything, and he does bring something you don't really have. He doesn't play a whole lot, but I think that's probably fine that he's mm. quiet in the minutes he does get. And now, wouldn't it be nice to get him with a veteran defenseman who he can learn and, and whatever off of instead of being playing with Barry. <laughs> but then what are you doing? Playing him with CC? No, uh, that's no, that's more in just like a hypothetical situation or you can like move Barry for DeBra Barry two first and Barry for Gallagher. Gallagher comes in and then you go find a veteran right-handed defenseman who can play those flip 12 minutes. We flip Yamamoto bang, bang. for Adam Larson. <laughs> can you imagine if Seattle like I saw America oh. Giordano on his trade list and I was like can we talk to Seattle about just getting Adam Larson back in this bitch like come on this blue line 
Larson, Clefbaum emerges from the smoke and Oof. plays for playoffs day one. And our third pairing is Clefbaum Larson. And it's like the past year didn't even happen. Yeah. <laughs> and we're safe. We're in a safe space. That would be the kind of insurance the others can need or could use, I should say. Just like what you could get from our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, find all the products you need. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, everything. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee-owned business here at Edmonton. Go to the website, cornerstoneins.ca, left-hand side of the screen, Citizens of the Nation. There's a button. Click it. Get a discount. Got it? Good. Since we're talking about the defense, obviously, Ethan Bear's coming back with the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow. We got to talk about his interview he did with Daniel Nugent Bowman at The Athletic. The quote that is going around on socials, uh, Coombsy wrote about it at OilersNation.com about the playoffs and just what it was like for Ethan Bear. So I quote, if you watch that series again, I had a really good series. I had one mistake on the game time goal and it was like I gave up the whole four game series. That's what I never understood. It was the one thing that people wanted to point their fingers at. The one thing that sucked is I didn't feel like I had much support when it happened. It was a weird thing to go through and I just felt alone. One, welcome to Edmonton and Edmonton fans. But mm-hmm. yeah, but also... I mean, it was, it was, I didn't see anybody on the team uh, pointing out uh, bear, but you saw all sorts of people go, Oh, bear, Oh, bear, Oh, bear. And saying, Oh, he's terrible. I blamed Archibald more (laughs) personally. Archibald was my scapegoat. Um, but yeah, yeah. but I like with bear, you feel for him because he he had a good series and he He made a good season. Yeah. And he he made the one mistake and you, it's, it's unfortunate that he, he, he feels like he was attacked like that. And that some people in the fan base, like with the racist stuff, like that just garbage, but that's not, that's not the majority of Oilers fans. Right. And I think as a fan base, when you see that shit, call it out and hopefully it doesn't have to happen anymore down the line. Um, so you feel for him that he went through that. Um, but I don't think they traded him for Warren Vogel just because of that one bad play. No, I think there's a lot um, that we'll never know about behind the scenes. And it was, uh, I think it was just like a final straw type of a situation. Which is a bummer, especially since yeah. we're talking about our defense being banged yeah. up and in rough shape. And he's having himself a, a solid year with the Hurricanes. And what I'd, was the? I'd undo it if I could. I'd undo the move if I could. 100%. What was the uh, timeline for that and the Larson thing? Well, Larson was taken because obviously the initial draft. the yeah. initial was keep Larson, move yeah. on from from Bear, move on from Barry, find someone else, go Larson, Bush, and someone else, yeah. right? Um, that plan quickly withered how did, away. Yeah, how did that trade happen? I remember it, and this is a very Uram truck way to put it. I was leaving on vacation the morning <laughs> Larson signed, and that would have been one, two, four days, three or four days, So, and then the Fogel for Bear trade. Ethan that was, Bear got traded July 28th. Mm-hmm. Ethan Bear's 28th, mm-hmm. yeah. So what, three or four days before that? And then, yeah, this is the 20th. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah. Look, it is what it is. Um, obviously, the management had a reason to get to, to, to move on from the player. It's a bad trade, arguably. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right now it is, yep. Yep. We're but definitely I also not think that, that one, but it's not. I also think that if Warren Fogle had any kind of fucking luck on his side and the snake bite wasn't just overcoming him like a wave of terror, people probably wouldn't be as upset. And I'll say this right now. I hope that Bear is a minus eight tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I hope the Oilers win 12-1. I mean, yes. Personally, I hope he gets a standing ovation when they do the little tribute videos. They better, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they listen, gave, before, they before, gave yeah. Matt fucking Benning a tribute video, Ethan Bear better yeah. get one. I, I think he will. I, there's definitely a time in which he gets his applause, but once the puck drops, man, it's different. 99 got booed. You, ha- you hate the Hurricanes. I Beyond. Yeah. Yeah, which is understandably, annoying. but this, this is funny because there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people who get like be vocal on Twitter that are going to get to watch their favorite team 
play the Oilers tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that like, a lot of people that talk a lot about the Oilers get to watch their favorite team play the Oilers tomorrow night, and I really, really hope that Connor and these guys come out and just lay it down. I hope so too. Tomorrow is a huge test. The Hurricanes are a very good hockey team. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really good. They're complete. They're deep. Like it's annoying. You got Colin here right now. No, no, still ain't one nothing. Yeah, yeah. Put on the thing. I'm See not gonna we, put on. Oh, oh come on. Tyler is taking a phone call. He refuses to connect it to the Bluetooth. Hello. He's answering. Yeah. Smiling still. Mid podcast too. Like this is this is how hey, a, a producer works. Couple head nuts. Uh huh. Are you being arrested by Revenue He's, Canada? Are they sending? A, do yes. you have a warrant on your arrest? <laughs> oh wow! Oh, oh, nice. I thought he was, thought he was just yesterday. kicking it on. I got a package somewhere. Oh nice, oh, braggart! <laughs> Look at this guy's always shocked. I got a package somewhere that's been seized. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, it's all the drugs. <laughs> it's got to be it. Gentlemen, it is time for Ask the Idiots for our friends at Buster's Pizza with locations in and around the city. There's one near you, whether you want a donair, delicious pizza, delicious. Our friends at Buster's Pizza are here to serve. And they are also hooking you up with gift cards just for submitting questions to Ask the Idiots. So if you're new here, you've never listened to the podcast before, the boys haven't seen these before. I have. I'll chime in last. So we're going to work through these. We're going to get their first thoughts on it. I'm going to start with Waz because you're filling in for Dan here. Exciting. How many games in a row would actually result in Dave Tippett being fired, if at all? So now they're at four. Ooh, I want to say around seven or 10 games. Definitely. If it's 10 games, he's definitely cut. I mean, they're, they're going to make a reactionary move. It might be firing Dave Tippett and bringing Woodcroft or Babcock. Hopefully not, but I would say 10 games. <laughs> it's going to be torts. It'd be so funny. Oh God. <laughs> Rick, how many games would actually get Dave Tippett fired? You would need double digit and mm-hmm. that first trade first. Tyler? Seven in a row. With or without the trade though? Without the trade. Firing before trade. I don't think he gets fired at all, regardless of how many games they lose. 20, unless the 30. Oilers either A, miss. Well, if they lose 30 fucking games in a row, <laughs> if they lose 30 games in a row, man, we got a series of problems that are just. What are you eating on the beat cast when it gets to game 30? Oh, man. I'm just going to be going out into the parking lot and licking parking stalls. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think he gets fired at all. Welcome to the beat cast. Today, I'm going to be sucking on my neighbor's doorknob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I just wrap my mouth around a exhaust pipe and I've got the neighbor firing up the old whip. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That got dark. Yep. (laughs) All right. I don't think he gets fired unless the Oilers A, miss the playoffs or first round exit. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question number two for Buster's Pizza. This is Ask the Idiots. Tyler, reversing the order. You're up first. Will we ever see a change with the D-men on the power play? Removing Barry and giving Bouchard a nod seems like a good call. It does seem like a good call, but I don't think we're going to see it. Um, I think Bouchard's done enough at five on five to deserve at least a crack and a sniff in that position. But I just think Tippett really likes Barry in that spot. And the entire power play has been a little bit stale over the last week. So he's just going to let them sort it out with the usual cast of characters. Would love to see it. Don't think it'll happen. Rick. I think you do, but I think it might take a moving Barry out somehow first. But I will say this is I do believe Bouchard kills penalties. And that's probably the one thing holding him back right now. Because you can't put Barry on the penalty kill. Was uh, I'm gonna agree with Tyler. Basically, you know, Tyson Barry definitely. I mean, I would put Evan Bouchard instead of Tyson Barry on the power play right now, especially after last night. But at the same time, it's I think Dave Tippett just favors his veterans a little bit more than the Evan Bouchard. 
Bouchard, I, mean, I honestly think it comes down yeah. to the penalty kill more than anything else. Bouchard's just the better overall defenseman, and he yeah. should be playing in both situations. And Tippett, sorry, Tyson. Tippett showed this last year with by putting Russell down on or up in the press box last year for for younger guys. That if you're getting outplayed by the younger players, I know everyone says Tippett and the veterans, blah, blah blah. But if you're getting outplayed, he will play the better player. To me, that's already happening. I don't understand why it hasn't, but penalty we'll see. Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, uh, hope and a dream question. Hmm. Rick, I'm starting with you. Think we could trade enough futures to get Tyler Zegras? <laughs> well, first off, his name's Trevor. Or sorry, I said, tre- I meant Trevor. Oh, I was like, says Tyler, Trevor Tyler here. His brother? I was looking at Tyler. It says Trevor right here. Okay. Oh, there you go. Would three first round picks and Yamo get it done? No. Probably not. I mean, we're, yeah, no, because our, if we got him all of a sudden, we're not going to have a high end draft picks anyway. So just yeah. no, you'd have to use a player player. No, I, and I'm just not trading their future face of the franchise. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I was thinking. It's a non starter. Not letting, not letting uh, him go at all. Trevor Zegras is not going anywhere. I saw the goal too. I the assist, I should say. I saw it too. I thought it was a goal originally. I didn't know it was an assist. I didn't see the, the Milano part. Hell of an assist. Like, loved it. Gutsy play, but man, those guys yeah. are going to start eating that stuff right away. You've already seen that that guys trying to do the Michigan and defensemen are hunting they're, them a little bit as they're coming around. They're goalies it. are getting their shoulders up a little bit higher to the crossbar. You do this game and I see two guys going to be eating the eyes real fast. Uh, so answer that one. No, you're, you're paying attention up here. You're not looking like you're, yeah. it takes such a hand eye coordination that if someone came close to you, they're putting you on your, you've got yeah. no way to st- like absorb a hit. At that I don't point. think we're going to see this as much as we see the Michigan. God, no. Um, it, it, it was pretty unique for Zegers to have the time and the situation where yeah. Milano's alone in front. Yep. And all that. But I also think you mentioned it, everyone was reading the Michigan play now and they're mm-hmm. kind of anticipating it. I think that almost helped Zegris because when he scoops it up, You're everyone's going him to go one way or the other. They're darting on him, right? They're going, yeah. okay, he's trying the Michigan get on him. And leaves Milano like, in front of the net. Bloop, bloop. Hey, listen, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for Milano knocking it out of the air, it's a useless play. Oh yeah. Milano gets so a ton of credit. You got to give him a, yeah, exactly. Uh, question number four, Buster's pizza. We're working through ass the idiots. Tyler, you're up first. The Oilers started at nine and one and have are seven and eight since then. Clearly, if something was working then, that is not working now. What do you think it was, and how do we get back there? Oh man, um, what was working, and how do we get back there? I think the way the the third line played early in the season is a big part of it, and I think just getting a few more timely saves, not necessarily more saves in a weird way, but some timely saves and depth scoring was the big thing. And if they get back to that. Um, they'll, they'll turn this thing around. Was what was working early. That's not working now. Um, it's still kind of working, but I would say the power play of the power play is a little bit more effective early on. And it's kind of cooled down a bit. When you've dropped down 18%, you're still first in the league. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely, it was basically it. a coin flip through October, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I agree with was on that. Rick, you're not. Honestly, I think it, it comes down to the power play right now. If that's, if we were just looking at the first little bit compared to right now, the five on five scoring has been an issue like all season. But last night they well no, the five on five scoring has been fine. Getting five on five scoring that's not McDavid and Drysidle yeah. has been the issue because they're a top they were a top five five on five scoring team in the league before this losing streak. And even when we were nine and one or whatever, didn't wasn't everybody shitting on the third line? Like Derek Ryan was at the beginning of his. Um, I think in the first, like I, we did, it, we did at least a couple of episodes though where we were talking about how Derek Ryan's like a real nice fit and like he looked good and all that. Um, but then they were, but they were slowly getting outscored at that yeah. point, and then it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going. I think uh, both special teams have cooled off a little bit. 
the Oilers have allowed PK goals in a few in a row or three or four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's contributing a little bit power play, obviously down. And then I've said it again. Snake bite is Locking very fucking real right now. It is just, there's guys gripping the stick. There's guys not scoring like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm going to again, go back to my boy, two goals on December 10th. That's not normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if yeah. he was where he normally would be at this point, six, seven, eight goals by now. That helps. That goes a long way. We need some people to score. Last question. Ask the idiots for busterspizza.ca. Rick, I'll start with you on this one. Okay. With changing of the guard in Vancouver and Brock Besser apparently being on the trading block for some folks, what would it take to get him away from Vancouver? Is he a good fit for the Oilers? Uh, that's kind of a tough one. Uh, obviously you're going to, that's not going to be a cheap trade. You're looking at probably not within the division, no. two or yeah. three draft picks and maybe another prospect or something like that. I think he's probably got the talent where you could fit, find his way on that top six. So I guess in a way he'd be a fit here, but I think he's too expensive. Tyler. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 5.875 right now. So, you know, if Vancouver's selling at the deadline, they're probably like, take they, Zach back. Yeah. Take Zach. Oh shit. Actually that might not work, but you know, they could maybe <laughs> keep half of Besser and you make a deal work. Problem for me is he's an RFA with Arbright's. So what he's do you cost you? What are you paying this guy? 24 years old. Like he's going to cost you seven mil probably. Mm-hmm. Right. Six, seven mil in that range, yep. six and a half on a six year deal. I'm talking. So, um, I just, it's, it's not a realistic target. I would love to have a guy like Brock best. The, the dude murders the puck. Yeah. I would love more guys that shoot like him on the Oilers, but I'm with everybody else. I just don't see it. As yes. has got a bomb. He just has to use we it. All, we also have to resign. Yes. A pulley RV in the off season, right? We've got to consider Jesse that. needs a contract. Yeah. Yamo needs one depending on whether he's still here or yeah. not. Um, again, I love dudes that can hit bomb the puck. And I agree with Rick. Like I love when Jesse's teeing off on slap shots lately. Well, did you see how far down his right hand was yesterday when that shot from the, uh, yeah. from the, the, the dot? Yeah. Yeah. And if it didn't go off the, the glance off the blocker, I think that was going to sneak in the post. Probably. And there's so, just a couple. He's at them. They just kind of roll off his stick. Jesse's about to let it go. Probably three or four in the last couple games. More guys that shoot the pill like that, please. He can shoot it. He can shoot it. I'd like more than one. That's well, there's more than one, but you know what I mean? Uh, there you go. Ask the idiots for busters pizza.ca. We are going to pick a winner here. Dan is not here. So Rick is my happy helper today. Am Reach I picking a there. name? Ooh. Yep. Who we got? This is very exciting. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Winning a GC from busters pizza. I will reach out to you after the podcast. Shroom sauce. Shroom hey. sauce. There you go. Isn't he, isn't he not from here? I don't know. I'll ask. Okay. Well, you do say you did say there's a Buster's Pizza around it wherever you are, didn't you? Absolutely. So there's I'm a sure. Buster Pizza near you. Shroom Sauce asked about what was working then and is not working now. So there is a winner for our friends at Buster's Pizza. <laughs> he lives in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take another one. Shroom yes. Sauce, I apologize to you. Sorry, buddy. When you come up to Edmonton, though, because I know you were talking about it, um, we'll, we'll get you a Buster's on. Pizza. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Take two. Electronic Jordan. Electronic Jordan wins the Buster's pizza gift card. And you owe Shroom Sauce a hug. Absolutely owe Shroom Sauce a hug, maybe a high five. Electronic Jordan asked about Trevor Zegras, not Tyler Zegras. That is a cousin. He does not play for the Anaheim Ducks. Mm -hmm. There's people yelling outside again. Yeah. I don't even think they're yelling. I think they're just talking maybe a little bit loud. And I think these windows are made out of maybe paper or something. They're hooping and hollering. Hoop. Everybody's excited on Friday, except the other spots. Cream. It's dark around here. But you know what? 
Listen. Dude, there's so much better than we've been in it's before. It's been way worse than this. I oh, promise you. Oh, yeah. 11 I years ago today you. was the Linus Omar goal. This what is a, true. What that, 11 years ago today. That would have been the bright spot of a whole season. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It kind of was. Shit. Man. Take that, Steve Stamkos. Who's that goalie again? Uh, Brian Bishop? Well, it was either Ben Bishop or, or ben it Bishop. was... Uh, no, I don't think so. It wasn't Ben Bishop. Dan... Cloutier. No, <laughs> what was his name? I would always get him and Smith confused. Yeah, Is it the guy who I have a signed jersey from? No, that's Chris Mason. Oh, what's his fucking Dan Ellis? Oh, there you, there go. you go. He was mad. Man, Kluche took. I remember Kluche let one in from like far I, I, line I just, or something like that. I just remember when uh, yeah he, he scored that goal and everyone was like, oh, we got some, we got something special here. No mark. Just everyone thought it was. They got so bummed out, yeah. dude. The spinorama is outside the blue line, and the little like half clap yeah. tap on this on the ice. That's so funny. What did you say? Eleven years ago? Yes, yes. terrible. Eh? Fuck, man, time flies. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, eighth well. grade was a good time. How dare you? Yeah, eighth grade. Definitely. Get out definitely, of here, definitely Waz. Eighth grade. Yes. Eleven years ago, eighth grade. <laughs> I was your age now, Waz. Eleven years ago. <laughs> I was older. Yes. Where the old boys record. It was one of my, uh, I remember where, where I was when that goal scored. I have a, I'm going to take an easy guess. I was probably at the bar. <laughs> 11 years ago. Fuck. He, is. he was the, uh, the E in hope for those of you who've yeah, been around him. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> or the O in hope. The o. Man, I cannot spell. That was Eberle. Man, I'm having a rough one. <laughs> oh, pie RV. Tyler all Gate. that custard you ate last I night. ate so much custard. <laughs> Again, donate to the Edmonton Food Bank. And then you too can pick what I eat well, on the PK. Custard's a little tasty, you know. You <laughs> that was from my boy Dangerous Weight or Dangerous Weight, depending on Dangerous where you're yeah. at. And uh, he said, buddy, you eat a lot of horrible shit. This probably won't be good, but it won't be the worst thing yeah. you eat. So thank you to Dangerous Weight. Again, he made a donation to the Edmonton Food Bank. So thank you. Tyler, get your buttons ready. It's time for the Deuce Vodka hot He's cold vomit over, over there or something. What's going on with you? I just burped. And he's having back issues. Yeah, my gold. back, my back's really bad. That was when you avoid the grind. Mm-hmm. Yep, wearing the shirt. Sweater. I want that hoodie. Can't have it. Neither one of you guys can claim to avoid the grind, though. What do you mean? Like, how many hours in a day are you here putting shit out? Wow. And not, you too. Not enough, clearly. <laughs> yeah, not enough. <laughs> Tyler hates working. I hate work. All right, dudesvodka.com. There you go. I say it every week. Brad Kissel's handsome face right at the front, right beside that, find in store. That's what you need to click on. That will tell you where you can buy a bottle of Deuce Vodka for your weekend. Caesar Sunday. They're delicious. That's how I start my Sundays. Little Deuce Vodka Caesar. Delightful. As we do every week, we start with our veggies, with our cold performers of the week. Waz, I know you've done this before, but in case you need a reminder, we look back at the last seven days of our lives. Maybe something that didn't go so well. I'm putting you on the spot, sir. You're up first. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild game that I, I got very free. I got free takes of that game from our friend Josh Park, but oh, the game was just not fun. It was not a fun time. And my dad became very whiny. He was complaining about everything. He's like, <laughs> he used old Polish. He's like, you know, back in the 80s, always referring back to the 80s and 90s, how things used to be better. And, you know. Well, the 80s were definitely better than 90s. Yeah, yeah uh, the 90s were a little lean. You got, yeah, to, no, 90, you know. got to 91, and it was the uh, you're going off the edge of a cliff. So I'm upset. His there dad was upset. No, yeah. Uh, Rick, you're next up. You're Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. This is, this is, I know 
people that really don't get behind this, but it's really good for work. And it's kind of fun to watch, but I absolutely hate these two people. Um, it's that uh, the Jake Paul fight or whichever Paul, yeah. I don't know which is which Stephen Paul. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Tommy Fury is backed out of this thing. Like I, I absolutely hate these stupid Paul brothers. All I want is someone like a real fighter to go in there and break their face and like show them like, this is not just a, fun and fucking games. So I really had hope that Tommy Fury was going to beat the piss out of him. And I don't know exactly know why he had to drop out, but he dropped out. And then obviously that would have been huge for where we get, it's stupid how busy we go for these things. So that hits me in a little bit in the work way. And then I just want to see him get his ass whooped. So it, uh, all three of them, I hate the, I hate the Jakes, but Tommy for stepping down. Are you thrilled? No, I'm not. I want, I'm looking at this Tommy Fury thing and Tyson Fury stepped in and said, uh, he's making fun of the Paul brothers. I would like one of them to challenge him to a oh, fight. That'd be great. Dude, no, fuck it. I want them to get in the ring with Mike Tyson. I'd watch that. And I don't want any, like, I know when they fought Mayweather and they fought the uh, Woodley, that there's like, you can't knock him out and blah, blah, blah. If you watch Mike Tyson throw punches right now, mm-hmm. it is absolutely devastating. He, will he would slip knock on? one rib no, out for me and then he'd pop it out the other side. Like, it would just go cleanly go out like he's playing Jenga. <laughs> he would slip a he would slip a jab or something and just knock their head. Clean Dude, if he hits shoulders. you in the fucking chin, he may kill you. <laughs> I was watching. That reminds me. That was probably like a month ago. I was watching Mike Tyson slip highlights on YouTube. So good. That guy was devastating. Dude, terrible, terrifying. He is terrifying. absolutely terrifying. There was a fight from like the late '80s or something like that. It was in Vegas, so it was a big deal. And tickets, I was reading about it. Tickets were going for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars. He ended Jeez. the fight in the first 20 seconds. Yep. Just he did that a bunch of Dude, he fought like <laughs> seven, he fought like eight times in 1987 or something like that. Dudes barely fight twice in a year right now. <laughs> and he I don't know, fought like eight, seven or eight times in one year. It's absolutely ridiculous what he did. And he would feel, absolutely kill you. I feel like a lot of fight fighters nowadays go like the whole distance just for the money. Right? Why? Like why you get, you get, like, your, oh, you get your distance, then divide it over, you know, 36 minutes or whatever. Or he went in there and took that same person, did it over 20 seconds. That's efficient. That's efficient. Then he got to go party afterwards. Yeah. He made that- it. He made, got on with his life. <laughs> Tyler, you're next up. Deez Vodka, cold form of the week. Mm-hmm. My cold performer of the week is uh, going to go to Alan Walsh for sending sure. out his tweet about William Lagason. Oh, uh, yeah. talk about that, complaining yeah. about the way he was healthy scratched. My response to that is, you know what? Alan Walsh, I do appreciate you sticking up for your client. I get why you're sending it. And you're a great follow on Twitter. I love when you throw stuff out there. It's great. But if you think that's going to help your client get in the lineup more, I think you might be a little mistaken. Um, And I just felt like it was a weird thing to kind of speak up about publicly. So Alan Walsh for the odd comments thrown out on Twitter in regards to William Lagason and Dave Tippett. Um, Cold performer of the week. What the hell is going on? It's just like. Everybody knows the Marc Andre Fleury one. He put with the sword through the back. He's so good. But William Lagason is not Marc Andre Fleury. And the situation, no. like man, the situation is so weird. And like Darnell Nurse was coming back, so like William <laughs> Lagason probably should have been like, okay, I might be coming out of the lineup. And then like everything, <laughs> I like, think he knew. The big guy is smoking hot. That's his first one. That's the first one today. <laughs> it's funny. He watched you, and is like no reaction. You hit the button, and then he's like. Fuck, you just hit the button. <laughs> Caught me really off guard. I'm on a tape <laughs> delay right now. Yeah, I agree with you. That William Lagason thing was weird. Weird. Uh, just to wrap it up, my Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. The people that yelled at me for being happy at Louis DeBrus- for Louis DeBrusque last night. The game against the Bruins. Jake DeBrusque scored his first goal against the Oilers. That didn't make me happy. I was upset about it. But to watch Louis 
call that goal and be really happy and proud for his son. I thought it was a cool moment. It was not only that he didn't gush. He didn't go over overboard with it. He was just happy. He was a happy dad for his kid. And when I said I was happy for Louie, I got torched. And that's my cold performer of the week. You're as cold as ice. I like that. I love that button. That's my new favorite. Stop it. Get (laughs) 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 All right. Flipping the ledger. Our dude's fuck hot and cold. Hot performers of the week. I'm going to go first because I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. Last night, Oilers lost. Bcast done. What did I do, Tyler? I checked out Twitter <laughs> and I saw everybody was watching the Kanye Drake concert on Amazon Prime. I didn't Prime. even know this thing existed. I didn't know either. So I'm glad it came up in the Bcast and I'm glad it came up on Twitter because that cheered me right up after the Oilers lost. That was a hell of a show. Kanye West's catalog or his set list that he played last night Unreal. was just hit after hit after hit after hit. Bonus Cold performer, Drake, you fucking sucked, man. If you're seeing Kanye do all those jams and you come up and do that, like, you're lesbian, I am too, girl, whatever that song is from Certified Lover Boy, uh-huh. no good. But Kanye nailed it. Concert overall was great. Hot performer of the week. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. I wish Mims was there. Drake doesn't have the amount of fucking hits that Kanye He didn't has. play any of his hits, stuff. Not even, stuff. Uh, not even he close, does, I, I don't think. Ah! Not even close, I don't think. Over the last like, no, 10 I just years. I just think the hits have come from a different era. Yeah, but like like Fair. Drake's dominated the radio over the last like decade. He has one hundred percent. But like his only go. like huge hit he played last night was God's Plan, and he didn't even play half of it. Yeah, I don't. The song choices were weird. It was it was God's Plan and No Friends in Industry. That's it. It was. Why just, are you even playing that on a stage like this? I, like, I don't know. And then I just like I said, I just don't know how you watch Kanye do everything everybody wants to hear and be like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do these ones that are like, okay, they were kind of cool off certified lover boy and Be God's hits. plan. But yeah, he needed to come up with the more hits. Listen, respect. <laughs> I was just hoping that like Eminem and Lil Wayne would show up out of nowhere to do forever. I mean, yeah, I was hoping for Eminem. They didn't even play Eminem's verse in forever. Where, where, where was they, this concert? Did they play it? No. Yeah. They played forever. That was the closing number. So Drake okay. came back out and they did forever, but, um, they did not play Eminem's verse huh. probably cause he roasts both of them with yeah. his verse on that one. But you know, where was this concert? It was on Amazon prime at the Hollywood bowl. I think were people there. No, it was in the, like, was um, the Memorial Coliseum. Or it something? was in the Coliseum where the Rams yeah. used to play. Oh, was that where it was? I yeah, couldn't so figure it out from watching. Were there people there? Was it? Yeah. Empty? Yeah. It was a yeah. packed place. I think Kate's kids were there. They were yeah. Chloe Kate's was there. Probably. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Hell of a concert. There's my hot performer of the week. Put some respect on my name. Fine, Thank you. that's your button. <laughs> I already gave you a button. <laughs> fuck Boy. off. Worst, worst. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Tyler, you're next up. Do's fuck off performer of the week. Uh, we got Leon Drysettle. Like, <laughs> fuck off. I'm fading it down. <laughs> <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl scored the second goal of the game. It was a beauty, and we got a big Dreisaitl celebration out of it as well. And we've jacked get, up. We haven't been getting those. He got a little bored with scoring goals. Matthews was starting to get in the conversation for the Rocket Richard Trophy as well. Dreisaitl, two goals. He's back in front. He always was in front, but he's back in a commanding lead for the Rocket Richard. And keep the sellies up, big man. They fire me up. It's getting hot in here. I already pushed that button. Fuck. <laughs> 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 well, how's your next up, Dizvaka Hot Performer of the Week? Um, I'm going to give it to EA Sports for finally bringing in the World Juniors into the NHL games. Only took them like 20 years, but they finally did it. I can't believe it! Game's kind of trash. Though. Oh, yeah, 100%. The whole franchise. Is it really? Yeah. It glitches and lags and freezes so much. Do you have so that much. T-Waz? Not really. I mean, I, I, have, I have the Series X, so I don't know if that makes a difference. 
Is it a part of NHL or is yeah, it yeah, its, it's own like game? a new update? Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Blew a lead in the third period last night in Ultimate Team. I was pissed. Classic was. Yeah, yeah classic yeah. Oilers fan there. Yeah. <laughs> Got to lock it down in the third period. Come on. <laughs> yep. Play the trap. Rick, your next up, Deez Vodka Hop Form of the Week. This is weird, the guy I'm going to give it to, but I'm going to give it to Zach Cassian. And it's for something, again, the, I think it was the Minnesota game. Um, you know how they do the, uh, mm-hmm. the line up for the, the, the yeah, yeah, anthem yeah. or yep. whatever? Yep. And then the kid, the, the flag bearer, I don't know if it's for COVID reasons, but he's like on the opposite side of the ice yeah. right now, right? It was hilarious. A couple of years ago, he stood there and he was next to Yamamoto and they're like the exact same size. Yeah, and it was like every, 13 and huge. And everybody's like peeing themselves during the anthem. Anyways, uh, the Tuesday or whatever game it was against Minnesota, I believe, um, he called the kid over and I think that probably made the kids. Oh, that made his year. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So we'll give it to Zach. Pour it on. Pour it on. Ooh, two pour it ons. Yeah, two pour it ons. Jack's great, by the way. Yeah. Love Jack. Jack for playoffs. We're going to end off that. All right. I want to shout out our friends. Slowly. At- Oh yeah. So we got to just vamp here for a minute. So I was going to shout out the sponsors. <laughs> you think he put this on the board by now? Yeah, you would think so. But Tyler's trying to connect his phone to the Bluetooth. There we go. Oh, that was quick. There we go. We got a first try today. I want to go ahead and thank our friends at Oodle Noodle, DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, Buster's Pizza for making it all happening. But most, most importantly for you, the listener, for welcoming us into your ear holes every Friday. We've got homework though. One, leave a review. Two, tell your friends, coworkers, friends, family, your friends' friends, your family's friends, anybody you see. Just yell at people on the street about Oilers Nation Radio. We're here every Friday from Tyler, Rick, Waz, and myself. That's episode 170. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.